My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Thank you again so much for tuning into the Age of Jeremy. I hope you're having a great uh, week so far. And uh, just to kick this off, if you could uh, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, uh, make sure that you check out uh, Age of Jeremy on Instagram and also Age of Jeremy on TikTok. And uh, make sure to check out some of the other stuff and blogs that we have going on at ageofjeremy.com. If this is the first time that you're joining again, this is a podcast that talks about the things that I'm learning and trials and tribulations while I build my family businesses and all of the other things that go along with that in life and trying to share those things in podcast form. And it's funny, if you end up hearing a lot of ringing in the background on this podcast, it's about the time that I feed um, my dogs. And our Havanese Bane is very adamant that he gets fed at 6.30 p.m. So I'm actually recording this on uh, July 25th um, on a Saturday, trying to really, you know, get into a much better habit of uh, spending, setting time aside to record for these podcasts, mainly because one of the things that I came across, man, I wish I could remember who, who wrote it, but it's been really impactful since I read it. Um, it, maybe it was in an entrepreneur.com magazine. I don't know. Um, forgive me. And again, if someone who did write this piece is listening to this and, uh, I'm not, Saying it correctly, I apologize, but essentially one of the first things that you want to do when you're starting to have a business is you want to, or for trying to gain extra money, you want to like focus on gaining one, like paying like one bill from that specific business. So for instance, like for me, we have a, I think our phone bill right now is like $281. So I think my wife just bought a new S20 and then we pay for my niece um, my niece's iPhone is on our plan and we bought her like an older iPhone, like an iPhone SE or something like that. I don't know if that's even an iPhone. I'm not an Apple person. And then I have my own Samsung and then we have unlimited. I'm sure we're overpaying because it's Verizon, but nonetheless, um, uh, so my goal is to like make enough money just from age of Jeremy stuff to cover that bill. And then I'm going to move on to some other items. And so that's one of the things where I'm trying to get really good at, uh, as Joey Galvez from house of Indy and our podcast development officer at age of radio, as he says, he says, you know, have like two loaded in the can. Um, I'm not a hundred percent. I mean, I know what that means. I don't know where that expression came from, but I want to get a lot of more podcasts loaded up in the can so that I can keep on a reoccurring basis. And one of the ways to do that um, is uh, if you've been listening to this for the years, I decided to drop off the um, uh, I decided to drop off the doing the seasonal podcast. And anytime that I have a seasonal idea, like we just finished up tribes, I'm going to change that to a um, 
change that to a uh, series based uh, a bunch of the episodes. So there'll be like series serieses instead of those seasons, right? So like this podcast is just going to be episodic. So I, I just really went to an episodic piece because there's lots of other things that I really want to experiment with. And one of those things is really getting interviewing people that do that are what we call warriors or I call so high. Um, and I really need to look up if I'm saying that right. It's S-O-H-E-I. And essentially, a so high as a warrior monk. There is an Instagram TV uh, Age of Jeremy piece that I'm doing on um, warrior monks and the things that go along with it. But essentially, the way that I look at it is it's like all of those esoteric or weird practices that take you out of the things that you would do to make yourself a better human being. Um, and then also, too, for me, it's important that. I associate my brand or myself or my person with Buddhism a lot more than I have in the past. And so that's one of the things that I kind of want to talk about on that IGTV series. Um, and then also, too, I kind of want to experiment with IGTV. And the other great thing about doing these types of, you know, um, I instances or whatever the case is, is that are doing a lot of these different um I guess platforms as you learn a lot of more interesting things that have always been interesting to me personally. So I've always been a fan of Adobe. Uh, I was recently, I went to the Adobe customer, I'm sorry, Experience Makers Live first virtual event. Actually, it was the first Experience Makers Live, I believe, but it was all a virtual event and it was just fantastic. It's everything that I love listening to, I like talking about, and I love being around Adobe products. Um, and, and I think Adobe does a great job with their mission and staying true to that mission and they have over time. Now, that being said, with the IGTV, it gave me the opportunity to, to learn a little bit about um, Adobe Premiere Rush. And Adobe Premiere Rush is a version of Adobe Premiere that allows you to rush out the product a lot quicker. So it's got, I want to say, less tools than Premiere Pro, which is what like big movie studios, um, Disney, you know, movies and things like that are edited in alongside probably Apple's um, editing software. I forgot what it's called. But Premiere Pro is one of the main products that movie uh, editors use. And so I want to get more into that piece of it and make a really good video alongside, you know, and as we grow, there's lots of other things that I like to do with you know, YouTube channels and IGT. I think I, the reason why I think that IGTV is really good and I think people should put it out there is because a lot of people spend time on Instagram and I think it's easier to get the videos in front of people than having like a separate YouTube channel that you try to push people to. Um, if you do that on IGTV, then you can make these nice 10 minute vlogs or longer depending on um, how your Instagram is, um, what you're allotted. And so when you do it with IGTV, you can do a post so all of your people see it and then it links over to the IGTV. And I think it works really, really well. And I think that Facebook does, did a really good job with that piece of Instagram. And so that's one of the ways that I want to, that's the reason why I like learning a lot of new things is because the things that I've feel like I've lost myself over the years with uh, movies and um, the, the arts and the creative piece of it was, has been lost with me. And that's why getting back into creating my own content, creating my own podcasts and not just editing people, but even editing other people, these are things, the, the things that I enjoy and trying to make time with that. 
you know, it's difficult. Uh, uh, some of the things that I want to get into here in a minute, I'll tell you why, but uh, it, spending time um, with my counselor um, is, uh, I was able to, started doing counseling sessions again um, to help better myself and the way that I feel about certain things and the way that I react to certain things and to make me an overall better leader. And one of the things that I had, when I was talking to her and, I, and she was asking me about the history, when I explained like the history of where I wanted to, where I came from, and then learning about finance and accounting and marketing, that really was, I'm just going to be honest, that really wasn't it, my passion. I enjoy that stuff to an extent now, um, but... That's one of the biggest, th and, and I think it's beneficial because if I hadn't done those things, it would be difficult to do the business things that I do now. And I like the analytical things, you know, I excelled at it and that's why I went into that field. But when I, when I was talking to her originally, you know, when I look back in my life, originally I wanted to be a veterinarian and work in biology and when that, or with zoology, and when that fell through because of, you know, my um, sinuses, like even right now, when I talk and I get, you know, I have sinus problems going on right now and it's affecting my breath and that's usually what you're hearing on this. Also, I talk really fast and when I suck in the air, it's usually heard. But, <coughs> excuse me, but when I look at that and then when that fails, right, and because of my up, not fails, but because I have too many science problems, I can't be around the animals. Um, when that fails, you know, my main goal was to become a uh, psychologist or a psychiatrist because I really wanted to help people because my family, it, it runs in my family, um, mental disorders and just the overall uh, benefit of, uh, I guess, uh, going deep inside of our own thinking and our own mind and our own selves and becoming better always intrigued me. Uh, and so, and I never followed through with that because it, I, I really don't know why. I think it just became down to the fact that we didn't have money growing up. We, I would come from really poor and meager means. And when I, I met a gentleman when I was in Flagstaff, when I used to live in Flagstaff in my uh, early 20s, I uh, met someone that talked to me about finance and, you know, I got, you know, excited about being wealthy and, you know, becoming a, you know, financial analyst and buying and selling stocks and, and all of these, the things that go along with that, that I just focused on that because I thought that it would lead to happiness, which was money. And I don't, I, I don't have that happiness isn't, you know, a thing that to me anyways, um, I, being able to, like, I can't go out and buy like a plane right now or, you know, go out and buy, you know, a bunch of stuff, but we don't live paycheck to paycheck, obviously. And then we have the businesses that bring in income and we have lots of goals in our life or I have lots of goals in my life. And, um, I try to build those goals with my wife, but, but we, but that money doesn't seem as important to me. What's more important to me is making the world a better place and educating people and getting out there and, and doing, um, getting the freedom of not having, having the businesses be my main source of income and growing that and continuing to grow that. And then, then do really great things with that. And so when I look back at that, um, my, my creative piece is where I really want to be spending a lot of my time, um, in, in creating the businesses. So that's one of the things why I, I changed the podcast, the episodic piece so that it, 
it allowed me to not have to be so structured in the things that I'm talking about. And also, um, like I was mentioning, the wanting to do interviews with people, uh, the people that we call the warriors or the so highs or the people that that's do the studying and the um, learning from them to add them into our own uh, acumen or curriculum or um, routine so that we can become even better people and, and work towards the goals that we want in life. And so I didn't feel that I could do that with this being a seasonal podcast um, or having seasonal episodes. Um, and, and the episodic piece allows me to take more of kind of what's been going on and just, you know, light up the, you know, the mixer here, the Zoom L8 and start talking like I am now. Uh, and I appreciate everybody that's choosing to listen to me. I have sometimes difficulty when it's just someone that's talking into the mic. Um, I have to be entertained a little bit um, more personally. Um, there are some podcasts that I can do that with Seth Godin is one of them. Uh, but, but I do appreciate everybody that does listen to this and, and people that uh, hopefully get benefit to the things that I'm saying, but the main, the, the, to get back to like more of the main point of this specific podcast is that I'm, it's really exciting to me because, um, I have had the, when you spend a lot of time learning about yourself and meditating and and seeing the world the way that I see it, which is a little bit, a lot, well, I guess it's a lot different than people, I would say, um, but you're okay with the things when they happen. So I remember when I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, I was uh, actually just with, I got so I got diabetes. I got diagnosed with type two diabetes incorrectly. And then I got um, uh, re-diagnosed from an endocrinologist. We did some C-peptide um, testing to find out that I had type one diabetes because he figured that because my mother did and it runs in the family and because it was because um, because the medicine that they had given, given me for type two diabetes wasn't working, that the, the type that more than likely was type one. And so when all that happened, I got really devastated because we have a, a cousin, my mother's, uh, my great, my grandfather's sister, um, had a son who died from uh, type one and he lost his legs. He lost his arms. It, it like ate him all up. And from the way that my mother explained it was that he took very, very good care of himself. And that still was the way that ended up. And so when I had the type 1 diabetes, and this was before I really dived more into Buddhism and going back into esoteric practices and, and, and really focusing on spirituality and religion and things like that, he, uh, when I got the, the type 1 diabetes, I was 27. And so it really like wrecked me to the fact that I felt that it would have a really big impact, you know, on my life. Uh, as it should, right? Because you have to change the way that you look. You have to change the things that you do, the behaviors that you have. You have to add in this whole thing because it's a chronic disease that has no, no cure as of right now. And so when that happened, that was really difficult. It was really difficult for me because I figured that it would eventually kill me. And so as I got better at managing it, and I'm not the best at managing it, which is going to lead into more of this, was that, you know, I started feeling better. I got my regular weight, uh, got back to my normal average weight that I was at, um, which was like 180 at the time, uh, 200. Um, and then, you know, life kind of takes over and you you kind of start to lose the things that you're focusing on. And when I started working um, and doing these things with John, it reinvigorated a lot of the 
the things that I wanted to do with my life and the things that I found full enjoyment in. And that's the reason why I'm starting to do all of these things now is because this is where my full, my full enjoyment is, is in this creative process and educating people on the things that I know and the things that I learn um, and being a teacher. And, and so the, the, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because now I got diagnosed with another disease that essentially unmaintained could kill you. Um, and I didn't know it had like the type of impact that it had, which brings me to a really important point about um, my thinking about physicians specifically. Um, and the reason why, the reason why I've kind of changed that is because if I hadn't like given this physician a another chance, they wouldn't have found out about this specific disease or problem that I had that I had been ignoring for a long time. And then I wouldn't have been diagnosed with it. And I couldn't get on the, the medicine that I'm on now and not feeling the way that I've started to feel these last couple of days being on it and getting back to normal. So uh, let me kind of rewind here, but let me first, let's go ahead and uh, uh, take a quick break and I'm going to uh, feed the dogs and you're going to listen to some fun advertisements. I got diagnosed, thankfully, with hypothyroidism. And so hypothyroidism usually comes hand in hand with people that have type 1 diabetes because there's an autoimmune disease that stops the production of the hormone from the thyroid gland. And it's a part of your endocrine system, just like your pancreas is, specifically with the piece that puts out um, the... Uh, release of insulin into the body and the management of release of insulin into the body and the release of sugar from the liver when you don't have sugar and you need it. And so the, the good thing about being diagnosed with a hypo, the hypothyroid is because over the past couple of years, and it wasn't, it was a pretty high uh, TSH, I think is the name of the blood test. Uh, it was a pretty big high TSH. Um, and it was six or seven or the high sixes, low sevens ish. I don't have the blood work in front of me, but it was pretty, pretty bad from what the doctor was saying. And so she put me on a new medicine, which is the medicine that they mainly treat everybody with if they have hypothyroidism, which is starts with an L. I should have brought the, the, the medicine with me. Let me see. I'll just look it up real quick and tell you why not. Um, uh, levothyroxine. So levothyroxine is the, um, the medicine that they gave. And essentially you take it in the morning on an empty stomach. You have to wait 30 minutes or so, and then you can, you know, start have your coffee and eat, do your day. And my mother, who's also type one diabetes has had this forever. Who knows how, who, how long. And so it was really interesting because I, after she told me that I was like, that, that explains the problem that I feel like I've been having with one piece of my life. Now, I, when I was around 2018, I got into really big into yoga and I am about 5'5". Five five, so I weighed probably when I got into yoga and got into racquetball and really exercising and taking care of myself. I got, my body was around roughly 160, 170 in weight. And then um, I started getting into bodybuilding and it leveled off somewhere around one. 
I don't want to say bodybuilding. I'll say lifting weights because I wasn't a bodybuilder. It got to about 195, 200. And that's where I kind of maintained. And that was with probably a body fat of around 12 to 15 percent. And so over the years, you know, working and life taking over, you kind of gain weight and that's fine. And then and but I could always like get it back off and get it back down, you know, in a normal fashion if I needed to. But then a couple of about a year ago or a year and a half ago, it started getting really difficult to take off the weight. Now, I am a lot older than I was than when I was in my early 20s. I'm 36 going on 37 now. And so it it seemed like, OK, well, I must just be gaining weight. But then I started taking a terrible job where you have to sit down all the day, all time. And I'm on the idea that sitting down is the worst fucking thing that you can do for your body. If you have the opportunity to stand and work, I would stand and work because just going from standing all day and being in the branch, the branches at the bank and not having a full sit down job, sitting down is freaking the worst thing ever. Like my posture got all messed up. My hips started getting messed up, like all of these terrible, terrible things. But but the thing was, when I started noticing this, I would do yoga. They would start feeling better. I would get a better seat. I would get like something for my seat to feel better, to get the posture better. And then a lot of those things would go away. But then over the last couple, maybe four or five months, none of that stuff was going away, maybe even longer. And so I thought this was just a part of getting old. And I was like, well, man, getting old doesn't seem to be that, sh- you know, shouldn't be this shitty. I see John, you know, and John works his ass off and he has a great body and he's in his 40s. And I was like, I don't eat like him, but I enjoy exercising. And I haven't even exercised with him when we first start all of this. And like, it was the worst workout of all time because I kept getting these really bad sores in my back. And it, I felt, and he felt, and everybody felt or thought that it had to do with my gut. But then I would like do serious workout, serious fasting, and nothing would happen with my body weight. Or I would lose like maybe a pound or a half a pound. And I just chalked it up to being older. And it was my body type and, you know, my insulin and all this stuff and never really looked into it because I've always been focused on just working, 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 right? And when she told me about hypothyroidism and it being high, I was like, oh man, that's really kind of exciting because now maybe I can get back to losing weight like a normal person would, right? Because I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. um, I don't drink soda anymore. I don't drink energy drinks. I haven't had an energy drink or soda in uh, energy drink probably in like six months or so, uh, no, four months. And then soda I haven't had in, I don't know, I want to say like a year or something like that. And so I have never, and it didn't like really get rid of like the bloating problem that I was having or anything along those lines. I just, and at, at times when I used to drink a lot of soda, a lot of energy drinks, I would have like bone, like bone pain because it can cause, um, what's the word? It's not like the deterioration of the, your bone structure or musculoskeletal, mus, your skeletal, your skeletal, um, skeletal system problems. And so when I cut all that out, I kind of felt a little better, but nothing really that substantial. And then over the last couple of months, like my, when I would wake up my bone, like, like my bones would hurt. And the only thing that I can assist, uh, like 
explain similar to that. Uh, the people that I've known in my life that have had like bone cancer um, or the cancer has gone into their bones, their bones just hurt or neuropathy for uh, diabetics that it gets really bad in your nerve endings and your, your legs start hurting. Cause that's what I was having. And I was like, man, I got to really start taking care of my diabetes. So I started, you know, when I would start exercising a lot, I love bike riding. So I would bike for, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes and then try running. Um, and there would be no weight loss. There would be no like release of any type. Obviously that's going to put, you know, make you tense, but then I would uh, do like durability exercises. None of my weight would really change and none of my bones would get better. And then, so when I got sick, thought that I had COVID a couple weeks ago. Um, well, I didn't think I had COVID, but I got tested because that's the right thing to do <coughs> because I had some of the symptoms. Um, you know, it took really long time to heal, which is normal because I have type one diabetes. Uh, it can take longer to heal, but then like nothing really felt super better after that. And then like, I still felt super sluggish. Um, I wasn't really tired all the time, but I would sleep a lot. If I like some days I would sleep for like 13 hours, but I thought it was just because I'm always going and, uh, always working. Right. And so there's like these crash sessions. And so when she told me that I was like, Oh, you know, maybe the thyroid had thyroidism could help with the weight. Then I started researching all of the things that hypothyroidism does to your body. And it is literally everything that had been going on. The bone, the bone pain, the muscle pain, the nerve ending pain, the, um, the hip, the hip pain, the weight. Uh, I had this really bad cough, um, for the last, not only did I have the bad cough when I was sick, I also had the cough for the last couple of weeks that I couldn't explain it. And like a horse, the hoarseness is part of it too. in your and when you speak, and obviously some of that's still going to, I'm still going to have some of that just because of the sinuses that I have. But when she, when I looked at all of that up, I was like, man, this is a lot of stuff. I wonder if this medicine will help me feel better. And so I started taking the medicine the following day and I've been holding like identical to what was being said. And now as I take this medicine, it just, every single day I wake up and I feel different. Like yesterday I woke up and none of the bone pain, I, I woke up with no body pain other than like I had been exercising. Right. So I had like some exercise, you know, pain, but like my bone, like I keep looking at my arms and it's weird because I'll, I'll just look at my arms and it, fe it feels so different. It feels like I did years ago when like I was younger. And I think that's, cr it, to me, that's crazy because I had associated it with something that wasn't, uh, that, that, that shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been associated with. And, you know, my energy all of a sudden, like today, specifically, my energy is off of the roof um, as far as how I feel. And I don't, I, you know, I have like maybe a cup, two cups of coffee in the morning and I do drink iced tea, but, uh, but I just feel fantastic. And so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because if I hadn't, I don't like doctors and I, I specifically got angry at doctors because a lot of the times, and I'm talking about mainly family physicians, specialists like uh, throat, nose and throat and nose doctor, throat, nose and ear doctors or uh, doctors that have um, doctors that specialize like endocrinologists. Uh, or doctors that uh, do heart transplants or surgeons. Um, those doctors could not have more respect for those types of doctors. Um, I really have respect for those medical doctors that also get PhDs um, and then and then and then either teach you know medicine also or they uh, they um, 
they write in journals and you research for it as well. Those people, fantastic, love them. But family physicians have always pissed me off because they don't, A, I, I don't like the, the billing structure of it. So like I see my doctor for 15 minutes. If I get in a fucking itemization from her, it's like a hundred bucks to see someone for 15 minutes that didn't even do anything. And then depending on your insurance, you might have to go to your physician and then they're going to charge your insurance. And then they're going to uh, recommend that you go to somewhere else, or you might have to go, you know, through them to get to someone else. And so it's like, what is the fucking benefit do family fucking physicians have? Like, I'm sorry. I think that you're, yeah, I'm happy that you went to school for so long. Uh, I'm happy about that, but you should really be offering more of the world, in my opinion. And I still hold that stance today because I'm super angry that my family physician, based off of precedence, right, not off of looking at the blood work and doing tests, which is their job because their job is to diagnose disease. That's what they went to school for is to diagnose disease, right? You know, they don't magically make medicine. They diagnose disease and hopefully there's some medicine out there for it and put you on a treatment plan, which is a lot different than knowing about health and wellness or nutrition or anything of that nature. And so like whenever I would ask some of my doctors about health and nutrition, they don't have an answer. They don't have any care for the being. Their job is to diagnose disease and they do that fucking poorly also. And so, and, and, and also too, if you wanted to diagnose disease, you could go see a nurse practitioner nowadays. They could diagnose the disease and write you a prescription, except for, I think, orthotics. And so when I, I don't like getting my blood work done because I think doctors are idiots. And that's where I was wrong <laughs> to an extent. And so, because if your job is to diagnose disease, the only way to diagnose disease properly is to do research or blood work or any types of tests that can help you make the assessment of what's going on in that individual so that you can diagnose the disease properly. And that's where my arrogance was on it. And that's one of the things that I need, that I'm glad that I learned in this because that blood work piece is important in making sure that you're looking at those numbers because all data is important to assess what's going on. And so finally, I bit the bullet because my doctor wouldn't give me any insulin without getting an A1C and getting my blood work. And so when I went and got my A1C test, which is a test that does the average of your sugar in your blood for if you're a diabetes to kind of find out what range they want. There's a range that you need to be in that's healthy. And so when I did that, they tested for the TSH um, as well. And that's when we found out it was high. And so when she, I haven't felt this good in such a long time, especially the skeletal muscular um, uh, pain that I had been having and going. So I'm hoping <coughs> that this help will help me get back on having the proper amount of hormones in my body that can really help me focus on losing this weight and getting back down into a judo competition weight that I want, the weight class that I want to be in, which is about like 215 to 212. And then and then from there, kind of work my way down as I move into um, studying that more, which there is a reason behind that. But uh, uh, reason, the reason being is, and I hope to talk about this more um, and see, this is how train of thought works. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll save it for another time, but, uh, but I want to get back into, I want to lose that weight. And this is, I feel going to help. I don't think, I, I do not think that it's like a cure to, you know, me losing weight, getting <laughs> my weight down. Uh, but the, the reason why I'm happy about it is because if, if 
<clears throat> if this was causing me to not lose weight, having this fixed will help it so I can lose weight. And, and it'll give me the proper, it'll, I'll be able to lose weight the way that anybody who's got regular hormones in their body lose weight and get into shape, and which is something that I can definitely manage by calories, macro planning, and exercise. And that's why that's super important. And so I really encourage people in their life that, you know, as I talked about earlier that I was you know, had some conversations with my counselor that, you know, I don't, I don't put a lot of care for my health because I'm trying to do so many things. And, you know, sometimes you have to take a look back and compartmentalize your part, compartmentalize your life better and planning better so that you can include that health and wellness piece. But to that end, I don't feel that there's a lot of stupid fucking memes out in the world. And I forgot which one it was, or if it was someone that said, I don't believe anybody if they don't do these things or they're not putting in work if they don't do these things like meditate every day, write gratitude, have a gratitude journal, exercise every day. It was nothing about like the things that you should be learning to move things forward in an industry. And that's one of the things that everybody is just trying to share these ideas that they learn. Now, you should have all those things. I don't doubt that. I love meditating. I love exercising. I love having being grateful for stuff. It's a big part of, of Buddhism. But those things in of themselves help make you better so that you can do the work that goes into what it is that you're trying to do, right? Because if, if I'm sitting there and I'm meditating, I'm not going to be studying Java to make the age of radio app, or I'm not going to be learning a skill that I need to do to push an industry forward, right? If we're going to solve really hard problems and solve really big things in this world and and, in in a profiteering way, then we have to be educating ourselves and and pushing ourselves mentally um, and and the knowledge that we have to create solutions to some of the world's hardest problems. And the reason why that's important is because if you're going to do, or the reason why I'm mentioning this is because if I'm going to continue to do that, I do have to somehow build in a a lot more health, um, uh, I guess, uh, add in more items in my day that help me focus on my health, which I felt like I did pretty good because I do kettlebells and maces a couple times a week. I enjoy meditating. I enjoy uh, chanting sutras. So maybe I need to develop more time for that. The other thing that I know that I need to do that I'm sure a lot of other people need to do is really focus on, you know, their nutrition. Uh, me, I just like eating whatever and I'll exercise the rest of it off, but I can't have that mentality forever. Um, especially because I couldn't exercise it off. And that's what caused me to gain. You know, I think since I've started working on these businesses, I've gained, um, let's see, two, 20, I've gained almost 30 pounds. Like I got up to around 250, was able to get it down to about 240. I'm stuck at like 242. Um, So I think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. But I do think that everybody needs to take every year doing the blood work that's necessary for their life. And then to be mindful of the changes that are happening in their body and be open to seeing any type of physician to see if they can help diagnose that problem and doing research. Um, Now, the treatment for those problems, you may not agree with, and you may want to do some other things like plant medicine or herbs, um, which is plant medicine, um, and then uh, and and add those things in. But like something with the thyroidism, you know, there's some thyroid herbs that I'm going to start taking. Um, and but then also, you know, we know that the levoxothyrene works, or however it's pronounced, works. And so I'm going to continue to take that. But 
Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Uh, so I, I just want everybody out there that chooses to listen to this, you know, make sure that you're taking care of yourself as you're trying to run your businesses, making sure that you're getting your blood work, tracking that data to make sure that you're being mindful of how it, it changes and grows. Like for me, like the A1C, your cholesterol, your blood work, the TSH now, um, and, and being mindful of those things. Because if you can look at that data, you can have it in one place, which is something that really frustrates me because getting freaking this data from my doctors is a pain in the ass. But um uh, when when we when we look at that, it helps us make assessments in our life. And if I had done this sooner, like I knew that I should have been looking at certain data that we should be looking at for our health and wellness, that I would have noticed this and it wouldn't have gone this far. And I probably would be even more in, in a, either more productive now or in a, even a further spot with the businesses and where I'm at in my life. So just make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Uh, so I hope that you have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.